0: I invite us during this Holy Week, as we listen to the readings, as we participate in the various liturgies, the celebration, most especially the Lord's Passion, that we hear everything with new ears, that we uh, set aside what we think we know and allow the Spirit to talk to us, to inspire us to see something new, and that is a challenge perhaps, but it is a good challenge. And especially as we look at this particular gospel, the Passion of Our Lord, according to St. Matthew, we hear something that we don't hear in any of the other gospels, one that uh, if we look at it at the surface, we might have a wrong thought. In fact, the church has uh, issued an invitation to us as priests to uh, be careful about preaching this particular verse because so many would use it as a cause for anti-Semitism. Anyone who reads the Passion, anyone who reads the Gospel, anyone who reads the Scriptures and sees any reason to be anti-Semitic is wrong. Let's just start with that. And after all, we remember how our Lord on the cross prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And at the same time, while Jesus is forgiving them, he knows this is the way that it must be. He's in control of the action. But it's the cry most especially that we hear only in Matthew's Gospel after Pilate says, I will have no part of his execution, washes his hands, literally, let his blood be on us and on our children. There's something haunting about that because this is exactly what needs to be done, his blood be on us and on our children. That sacrifice that uh, they are not talking sacrifice. They're talking uh, about justice being done. If, if we are guilty of, of murder, you know, let, let it be on us. But in the whole realm of sacrifice, this is what happened, that they would sacrifice the animal. The blood would be sprinkled on the people to receive that sacrifice. Uh, not literally is, is Christ's blood sprinkled on us, but sacramentally it is. It needs to be. And it is through every celebration of the Eucharist that as we come forward and we receive Jesus Christ, even in just the host, we receive Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that he seals us in that blood, the same blood that is now the new Passover lamb, that lamb who in the Old Testament was slain, was eaten with blood, put on the doorposts and lintels no longer on the doorposts and lintels of our houses, but the doorposts of our lips into our body, protecting us. Let his blood be on us and on our children. We call to mind we need this to be done. And we also pay attention, perhaps, to the taunt of the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, those who passed by, if he, if God wishes to let him take him down from the cross, let God save him. But it was not uh, to be taken down, half dead, whipped. But God did something even more miraculous. Instead of allowing Jesus to come down from the cross, Jesus Christ. The Son of God went through the cross, taking a real death, becoming that real victim for us, of really dying, of being buried in the tomb, and that God the Father raised him again. That's how Jesus Christ is both Passover lamb and priest. That's how he gives us this sacrament, this sacrifice, this day, And while they did not know what they were saying some 2,000 years ago, we do, as we beg God, let his blood be on us and on our children.